This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. Good evening, everyone. I just want to thank you all for coming because this is a great honor. Now, tonight I'm going to be telling you a story. So, once there were two men who survived a shipwreck and were marooned on an island. The first man thought he was more spiritual than the other, and so he said, let's divide the island into two parts. The first part will be mine, and then the second part will be yours. And whoever's prayers get answered, then they will survive, and they will be more spiritual. So, the first man prayed that night for food, and the next morning, when he woke up, there were trees covered in fruit. Then, he thought, okay, so I'm a little bit better, because the other guy's side was barren. And this went on for a series of days, just getting prayers answered and getting necessities. Then one day, the man thought, I'm going to pray for a boat so that I can get home. So he prayed for the boat, and then the next morning, there was a boat that had gone to the island. So he got on the boat and was getting ready to leave when he thought he heard a voice from the sky or from heaven saying, why aren't you taking your friend? Then he thought about it and he was like, well, none of his prayers were answered, so he doesn't really deserve to come with me. But then the voice said, no, you are greatly indebted to this man because this whole time he was praying for your prayers to be answered. Tonight, I'm going to be asking two questions. How do we pray, and when do we pray? So let's talk about question number one. How are we supposed to pray? Matthew 6, verses 19 through 20, or 9 through 13, Jesus gives his disciples what is called the Lord's Prayer. It says, In this manner, therefore, ye pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, and your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, to answer question number one, we are going to dissect this prayer. Jesus starts off his prayer with admiration. He shows that he couldn't accomplish what he requested, what he requested by himself. And he states that God is in control. Then, after that, he tells God what he needs. He tells God what he needs, not what he wants. Then after that, he finishes his prayer by once again stating that God's in control. There's one thing that Jesus did not do when praying that we should, and that is finish our prayers in Jesus' name. Now, the reason he did not do this is because he was the one praying, and he did not need to finish his prayer in his own name. But the reason we do this is because we are showing that we are praying through Jesus. And if we do not pray through Jesus, then God won't hear our prayers. It says in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when we are praying, we need to make sure that we start and end talking about God. And when we finish our prayer, we finish it in Jesus' name. Now, question number two, when do we pray? Have you ever heard someone say, all we can do now is pray, or the only thing left to do is pray? 
I mean, I've said that before, and maybe you have too, but this is kind of wrong because prayer needs to be the first thing on our list. We need to pray first and then do those other things knowing with faith that God's plan is at work. Not believing that our request is going to be granted, but that God has a plan. It says in the first part of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God has a plan, and he loves us more than anything. Even when a loved one passes away, he has a plan. When, you're getting, when you get seriously ill, he is working out his plan. Even in the good and in the bad, he is always there waiting for us to accept him. In conclusion, we've learned how to pray and when to pray. And most of all, that God has a plan for each and every one of us. I will now turn the services over to Brother Gavin. Thank you, Brother Daniel. I want to first off say thank you all so much for being here. It is a great honor to be speaking tonight. I want to ask all of y'all a question. Are you prideful? Pride is the only disease known to man that makes everyone sick except the one who has it. What is the most dangerous and deceptive sin that brings destruction to our nation, homes, and relationships? Pride is an attitude of independence from God. It is a spirit of ungratefulness to God. A prideful person esteems himself better than others. If we don't deal with pride immediately, then it will ruin and devastate our lives by making us defy God and eating away our hearts and destroying our souls. Today, I will be talking about three points that talk about how pride will ruin our lives. The first one is, one way pride destroys us is that it makes us defy God. It is a fist in his face. God hates pride. Pride makes us God's enemy. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5, says, Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Another Proverbs tells us, He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 25. If we don't want, want to be the enemy of God, we need to obey James chapter 4, verse 7 through 10 where God lovingly instructs us to submit to God, resist the devil, draw near to God, and purify our hearts, and stop being double-minded, and humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. My second point is how pride also dismantles our hearts and relationship with God. If we are not right with God, we cannot be right with each other. It's a pretty, sorry, in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23, it says, a man's pride will bring him low. It's a pretty low place to find yourself with, without God and strained relationships. We are all familiar with Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, where God warns us, pride goes before destruction and a haughty, haughty spirit before a fall. Some of these verses we are reading tonight can be harsh, but God never delivers the poison without the antidote. These verses, we must simply continue reading. The completion of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23 states, But the humble in spirit will retain honor. When we fall into a prideful spirit, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 19 reminds us that it is better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Clearly, humility is a medicine for poisonous pride. My third point tonight is 
Pride will destroy our souls and cause us to be ambivalent towards God's sovereignty, as echoed in Psalms chapter 10, verse 3-4. For the wicked boasts of its heart's desire. He blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. The wicked is proud, countenance, does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, describes our souls when out of God's love, discipline, and protection by saying, Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. The Bible further illustrates the path of pride. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21, if you will please turn there. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 through 24, teaches us how to salvage our souls by being humble, ceasing to boast, and leaning into the Lord's steadfast love. In conclusion, God's word is full of warnings on how pride will destroy our lives. If we don't deal with it immediately today, right now, we all need to examine our lives for every ounce of pride in all its forms. Are we pridefully denying God, allowing pride to take over our hearts and analyze our souls? We are all prideful. We all need to. Uh, we all need humility and God's grace. Jesus is calling you to deal with your pride right now. Will you humble yourself, put aside your pride, forget what, any, what anyone thinks on this earth, and come forward so we can all pray together for God to remove our pride. Don't be ambivalent towards God's power. There is healing right here and right now. Don't miss this opportunity to lay down your pride. If you need to be baptized, come now and come, come now as we stand and sing the invitation song. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71, Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.